This is your Week in Gaming, episode 26, recorded for the 1st of December 2023 to bring you the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, we talk voicing your own character, Dead by Daylight revamp, Skull and Bones release, and mass murder in Skyrim. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 26 of your Week in Gaming. And uh, for those Hearthstone players out there, happy Feast of Winter's Vale. Uh, or World of Warcraft, you might know a little bit of that as well. But uh, we're in December. It is December 1st when this is coming out. Uh, it's, you know, Christmas season is here. Sam? Yeah, um, we went shopping today because we're going away this weekend. And yeah. I got, uh, you know, those like chocolate advent calendars. Uh, yeah, I got a couple yeah. of those for the nephews. So, oh, that's uh, so nice. And I've promised them this year we're going to do um, homemade cookies, like gingerbread cookies and stuff, because, you know, Santa Ooh. loves cookies. So, we, you know, we got to make uh, <laughs> we got to make cookies. <laughs> it's very cute. Right. Although my mom, so my mom says, like, while I'm busy saying this, she says, no, 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 no. Santa, when he, when he visits other countries, he wants to try, you know, their food. So if you really want to do something nice for Santa, you've got to put out biltong and beer. <laughs> I mean, this is of course, I, for the person who's pretending to be fucking Santa. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that. I'm 100% there to be the Santa. Um, I mean, I've got the look and everything. I just need to put on the fake beard and the hair and everything. Everything else is going. So if uh, you need a Santa and I will take payment in Biltong and beer, that's for sure. The most my South brother, African thing ever. <laughs> my brother lost a bet to my dad. And so oh, yeah? my brother has to be Santa this year. Oh, good on him. Good on him. What are you telling the nephews? That uh, he's working? I don't know, to be honest. We're, we're going to figure it out. Just wing it. You're a D&D player. You're very good at winging things at times. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Gaming news now. And it is rumored that electronic arts may allow gamers to voice the in-game characters in the future. Yep. You could potentially be the voice of your next player character. EA has patented a technology that will allow gamers to do this. This is not the first patent that they have put through. Uh, they have patented uh, technology that will allow games to change their background music. Um, that This was done back in April already, which reflects players' emotions. Uh, now, there's there's a lot of parts to this uh, to this, t- this technology, like synthesizers and voice converters and all this other technical stuff. If you really want to know all the details, Game Rant actually did a amazing article on this kind of summarizing all of this and they had some pictures and stuff so i mean if you want to go and have a look into it you can but uh, i'm really excited for this i cannot wait to be the voice of male shepherd when i decide to play mass effect again so not to be the proverbial needle in everyone's balloon um you know, patents don't necessarily mean that anything's going to happen, right? Like, yeah. you come up with something, you go, we're going to patent this so that no one else can do it. Get screwed, you clowns. Um, and may- you know what? Maybe they do do something with it eventually. But I feel like mm-hmm. this is... I don't know. I don't know. Call me a naysayer. It-, it sounds cool. I think it would be really, really awesome. But I'm not convinced it's something we're going to see terribly soon. Yeah, look. Ever. Look. It's it's nice to think about and the opportunities that it will bring. I mean, imagine playing a game and there's there's this character that you got so connected to. And there are games that have been released in the past where everybody else is voice acted except for your character. So I've always pictured a voice when, you know, selecting the dialogue options, whatever, for 
for whatever reason. Now you could potentially hear those words being spoken with a character. Now, as you said, it's not a guarantee that this is going to happen, but it's just a nice to know that, ah, oh, there is an opportunity or there is something like this potentially. It'll be pretty cool. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll um, just have to wait and see. Behavior Interactive has revealed Dead by Daylight's 2024 roadmap, and it's filled to the brim with content and quality life uh, quality of life improvements. If you're unaware, Dead by Daylight is a five-player 4v1 game with one player taking the role of the killer and the rest taking the roles of survivors trying to escape the killer by repairing generators, which will open a gate and allow them to escape the map. Um, and they are like different survivors, different like traits and stuff, skill trees, et cetera, et cetera. There's different killers and they have different abilities and whatever. It's really, really quite cool. And they've, they've, like, they've just brought on Chucky. Uh, I think that like Freddy Krueger is one of them. So they, they often bring on these like really popular killers and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, now, a fairly recent patch inadvertently introduced the cheesiest, awfulest killer meta known as the three gen strategy. The TLDR is that it allows killers to perma-babysit three generators, making it impossible for survivors to repair them. Uh, in response to this, Behavior Interactive have added a system that detects if players are trying to defend these three jennies. The dev didn't explain how they're going to implement this kind of system, so there is some potential for controversy. Uh, additional quality of life improvements include a FOV slider and updates to various perks and tweaks for six of the killers. And these updates will, of course, be released between January and June of 2024, just before uh, Dead by Daylight's birthday. And honestly, it's awesome to see devs responding to criticisms from the community and making sure to do something about it. I'm just really, really curious to see how they're going to monitor this because how it came about was they had massively buffed one of the abilities it's like a stun ability uh, and the stun was initially like 10 seconds and then they changed it to now it stuns the survivors for 30 seconds and i think it would be so much easier to just nerf the ability why do we now need <laughs> monitoring software to I, I don't know maybe you know maybe there's more to it maybe there's more interactions with other abilities it's mm -hmm. beyond my understanding but at least they're thinking about it and that's cool yeah, look, I'm, I've never played Dead by Daylight before, so I can't really comment. I've watched people play it, and I know people that do play it quite on the uh, on on the regular at least, and it looks like a ton of fun. I kind of like the whole thing where you know it's the killer, and I mean some of these tactics that people use is is wild. Some people are like incredibly good at the game. Um, but good on a Behavior Interactive to actually just taking the criticism on the chin and actually doing thing uh, doing things about it. Uh, also. Very clever, bringing out all these little updates, these quality of life changes just prior to uh, their birthday and everything. So chances are there's probably going to be maybe another killer or different survivors, different traits. Um, that's all going to be coming out around their birthday. It'll be a very you know key thing. So also have a look out for sale. If you're looking to get into it, the winter sale for Steam, summer here in the Southern Hemisphere because hemispheres and stuffs um that's coming that's going to start now in december so if you're looking to add even more games to your ever-growing library of games that you will get to at some stage one day maybe <laughs> one day soon tm right it's going to be one of those if you want to grab it it goes on sale fairly often so be sure to uh, check it out it looks like a ton of fun and uh good on them for making all these quality of life changes 
It's one of those games that is partnered, quote unquote, I don't know how what the exact wording is, but with uh, Twitch and Twitch Prime. So you get free stuff if you have Twitch Prime. So there you go. Another incentive to play. Free stuff. Free stuff. Go watch the streams. There's also free drops and things. So like skins and all these kind of things that we as gamers pretty much love all the time. If you're a fan of World of Warcraft and had followed BlizzCon, then you'll be very familiar with the upcoming World Soul Saga of expansions. Uh, those the Though the world revamps for these expansions are still far away, WoW fans have at least got a better idea of what to expect in the remastered zones uh, coming in Midnight and The Last Titan, the last two of the three uh, world soul sagas uh, whilst the first expansion the war within will take place a will take players to new zones midnight in the lost titan will be returning players to familiar lands of quelthalas and northrend a revamp for these zones for the first time in 15 years let that sink in these places these areas quelthalas northrend have been around for 15 years and have never been touched uh so they're going to be uh doing that the last big revamp uh, for like vanilla wow zones happened 13 years ago with cataclysm uh, but uh, tbc and wrath areas have not been changed at all so yeah i think it's possibly time for a little bit of an update whilst it's too far away to know everything there is to know we do know that the war within is planned for a 2024 release so uh, midnight will not be released until maybe late 2025 2026 or thereabouts either way I'll probably be interested to give it a try. Uh, going back to those old areas, I mean, the World of Warcraft lore, I mean, give Blizzard one thing. Whilst they do have a lot of things that people like, mm, really, Blizzard, they do know how to make really good stories. Not mistaken, Quel'Thalas is actually one of the zones that you can't fly in. So this would be pretty cool because it feels like the, that's something that they would eventually work on. And I remember watching a video about this and about how the zone is so old and was designed in such a way that if you could fly, it, it would just not work. Um, the graphics wouldn't be great. And I think that you could like randomly fly into other places that you shouldn't be able to. And there was like a whole lot of stuff around it. Uh, so it's really cool to see that they are actually re reworking and revamping that. I like being able to fly in more places, uh, especially now that we're getting dragonflight flying in uh, other zones yeah it's it's at a massively reduced speed i think it's like 80 percent reduced speed or something um but i think that's still faster than normal mounts so oh yeah oh yeah, yeah fair enough if you're um, really good at dragon flying 80 percent slower is still faster than like three ten percent i think was the fastest at some stage yeah. so, so this is pretty exciting yeah. i'm glad that they haven't like abandoned the rest of the game i think the other reason of course is that you i mean the world of warcraft universe is already massive spanning multiple timelines mm -hmm. <laughs> multiple planets like it, it, oh, yeah. it is absolutely huge so going back and just tweaking things here and there not the worst thing in the world I'm, I'm pretty excited for this i know that um as at day of release uh season of discovery will have started yesterday so uh, I definitely am going to be jumping into that as soon as I can. I haven't decided what I'm going to play yet. You know, Mage Healer seems really exciting, but Rogue Tank <laughs> uh, is always a really fun option. Um, have you considered? I, I like. Go on. Have you considered the Mage Tank? That's not an option. There is, however, Paladin <sighs> DPS. And now you might be like, "What do you mean? Paladins always had DPS? Not in Classic, okay? No. <laughs> it has a DPS spec, but it doesn't have DPS. Let's let's not kid ourselves." Um, 
I like some of the changes that Blizzard are making. I I also like the fact that they are moving into like a, a sped up content release. So like Dragonflight came out a year ago and we're already getting ne- the next expansion at the end of December. Whereas normally you would have to wait two years before you would get another expansion. So they're really trying to like accelerate that timeline, not make the content drag on, keep it fresh, keep it exciting. I like it. Well done, Blizzard. Don't screw it up. Yeah, please don't screw it up. You guys are doing really, really good. We're all hyped. So let's not screw it up. And uh, looking forward to the World Soul Saga. If you have no idea what Skull and Bones is, don't worry. A lot of people have forgotten about it already. Uh, Ubisoft first announced this new pirate game back in 2017 and slated it for a uh, 2018 release. But it has been plagued with issues and delays ever since, like losing devs and all sorts of things. You know, the, the, the standard shenanigans. Six years later, for those that can't do maths, that's now. It was teased that the game would get a 2024 Q1 release. And Ubisoft has also been running tests with selected users ahead of the launch. So it seems these leaks may yet be true. The suspected date of release is now 16 Feb, with a possible higher-priced early access version for 13 Feb, as is the norm. You get three days of early access, you pay an extra $20, because that makes sense. Now Ubisoft themselves have not announced this, and with the game's history, maybe we should take this with a pinch of salt. But the leak comes from Insider Gaming, who have been a proven source in the past, so maybe, just maybe, we can get our hopes up a little bit. Uh, A gameplay trailer was released sometime last year that you can find on YouTube, and it genuinely looks pretty freaking cool. I might even grab this myself. Day one Xbox, maybe? Please? Maybe it's on day one Xbox Game Pass, you know, hint, hint, Microsoft, maybe do it. But another pirate game? I think it's so difficult to to top what Sea of Thieves has been able to do and like continues to do. It's it's a game that still gets a lot of people playing. It's it's a game that still has a lot of content out there. If you're looking for content, there's still things on, on YouTube and stuff. Um, They do a lot of collab things. I know that there was a big thing with Pirates of the Caribbean back in the past. There was like this whole mission uh, uh, and this quest line where you actually like, you know, go do things with Jack Sparrow and stuff. So Sea of Thieves uh is is a really good skull and bones i'll be honest i've got no clue what it looks like or whatever <laughs> but it's it's another pirate game and i mean who doesn't like to go and sail the uh, the high seas as a part as a pirate a part listen to me <laughs> uh, part or whatever the case is you know with a wooden peg you know the peg leg and everything it's so look if as my only concern is that it's and it's maybe it's just my bias coming out yet, but it's Ubisoft. So I'm going to take it as a big pinch of salt. And I don't think I'm going to get it as soon as it comes out. I'm probably going to wait a while, see what it looks like before I decide to go and throw any money at it. I will say that one thing that Ubisoft does get right is their graphics. And based on like the gameplay trailer that I watched... Sorry, it looks a lot better than Sea of Thieves. It's it's not as cartoonish. Um, it definitely has a slightly more serious. I mean, it's more like Assassin's Creed, right? It looks a lot more serious. It's got a little bit of, of a darker uh, atmosphere to it, darker lighting and stuff. It looks really, really good. And I was like listening to some of the features that it has, and it sounds really, really cool. Like you you start off with like a little dinghy, 
and um, <laughs> that's like your pirate ship and you have to uh, level it up and improve it and gather your crew and whatever. And uh, if your ship gets sunk, then you have to go back and you have to go find your ship. But And you can get some of your stuff back, but obviously other players can also raid your ship once that's happened. And um, you find like different ports and stuff. And obviously this is a very, very classic piratey things. Um, but it sounds really cool. So as I say, it was announced six years ago. Um, no guarantee it's actually going to release <laughs> next year as intended, but it it looks pretty cool. And if it's on Xbox Pass, I will definitely play it because I'll have access to it for like $4. $4 a month. So, I mean, we're such like, we're shilling out for Xbox Game Pass. I don't even think, you know what? If you don't have Xbox Game Pass by now, you're probably never going to get it. So, you know what? Because I, I, <laughs> really, really and truly, like if you don't have it, what are you doing? All right. Penguin's promising playable. Now, this hasn't been here for a while because Sam has had some really, really good things. Um, so I did a bit of digging and I was like, you know what? I'm looking for a game that's going to test my bond with my wife. And what game could we play that is going to do exactly that? Well, bit of digging. And I came across a game called Bread and Fred. Now... Uh, Bread and Fred is a game that came out in, in May 2023. Um, it's a challenging cooperative platformer that has been published by uh, Apogee Entertainment, where two players must cooperate to jump and climb to the top of a big snowy mountain. Uh, each jump and swing requires precision. With each time you land, you get closer and closer to the peak. However, just like other games in this genre, like getting over it with Bennett Foddy, which I am still not over right or king of the hill um the fall will be very far and disheartening um so you play as these two penguins named bread and fred um and you swing your way to reach platforms hold on to walls for as long as you can before your flippers get tired and if you do not uh, have a friend you can play with a rock Yes, you literally tie a rope around a rock that is aptly called Jeff. So, I mean, if you do this, you've only got yourself to blame if you fall and not your partner because they're obviously going to be it wrong, right? <laughs> so, uh, if you've been able to master the game already, uh, they do have a speedrun mode um, for those that are just overly competitive with games that just want to see how fast they can get to the top of the hill. So if you're keen to give it a try, it's out on Windows and Mac OS um, at a very, very fair price of 145 South African rands or 15 freedom dollars. So it looks like a lot of fun. I've watched people. I've seen some TikToks of, of couples playing it. It is such a good it, – it almost looks like a, a better ice climber to some degree, but just tied so, with a rope. So I played It Takes Two with a good friend of mine. Um, are you still it friends? Was, yeah, we are. I mean, there was a time, but now we're friends. <laughs> but it wasn't because of it takes two. <laughs> anyway, um, it's it's a ton of fun, and it there are moments where he's like, "What is wrong with you? Why can't, are you are you dumb? Are you stupid? What?" Ow, and I, you know, and I'll have similar moments. Like, what are you doing? What? It is a ton of fun. There is a lot. I I actually prefer it takes two because I feel like there's a lot more variety. It's not just like climbing up a thing like there's different areas that you have to travel through mm. and different kinds of obstacles and different kinds of puzzles and you're mm. not attached to one another um so i suppose the attachment definitely adds a, an extra level of difficulty to it but this does oh, look yeah. fun um i might i might even try and convince my player too to play it with me um 
we'll, we'll see if we're we've been together for two years this and we've never had a fight we've had like disagreements but we've never had a fight so this this could be the true test <laughs> Oh, yeah, it definitely could be. So, Robert and I just recently celebrated our two-year uh, anniversary, wedding anniversary on, on Tuesday. And, oh, uh, congrats. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked as well that she hasn't decided to, to, to analyze me just yet, right? But uh, so I got the game. Uh, I've got it slated for just after uh, exams, you know, in the evening where we'll be able to play. Uh, it, I mean, it's a small game. It's like 800 megs as well, so it's not going to take up massive space on your hard drives that are already clogged with downloaded games that you downloaded back in 2018 and you just haven't played yet or anything. So it, it, it's a ton of fun. I mean, it's Penguins as well, which was another big uh, appeal for me. Oh, yeah. And uh, it doesn't, you don't have to play local. I do believe that they did release a, a recent patch that allows you to play multiplayer um, over the internet. So that's also another really big thing. So you can play with friends. Um, it has been adjusted slightly for, for latency and things like that. So it won't feel laggy, you know, depending on internet connections. As long as you're in the same country, you're pretty much going to be fine. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a really cool game to play with a whole bunch of friends, go or a friend or a partner, or maybe you just want a challenge and your a rock is your best friend, then go give Brad and Fred a try. Right, we we've just done an any any percent speed run through our uh, main news items because we have a ton of special mentions to get through, and all of them were really cool. Like we wanted to chop some out to try and you know see, well maybe some of them aren't as important as others, but a lot of them are just really dope. So we're gonna dive straight in. Uh, here's an exciting one for the South African gamer boomers. Nag Magazine is back. They are only doing a 10,000 print run of this magazine. You can pre-order it now on their website. It's 150 bucks. You can get it delivered, which you'll obviously have to pay for, or you can pick it up at their stall at Rage, which is next weekend. We'll be talking about Rage on the next episode. Um, yeah, if you loved Nag as much as I know Andrew and myself did, I've already ordered my copy, so go for it. Persona 3 Reload is releasing in February, and, and Altus has uh, collabed with PC brand Height to create a limited edition collection featuring a customized PC case, desk pad, keycaps, and a wall scroll, and they look so sexy. Go check it out. Sheesh. A new Dragon's Dogma 2 showcase re revealed the release date of March 22, as well as new gameplay features and an outline of the plot. It takes place in a world parallel to the first Dragon's Dogma, with the Arisen involved in a power struggle for Vermont's fr uh, throne. Throne. New gameplay <laughs> features include a support-focused vocation called Trickster and the ability to play as Beastron Arisen with the help of a translator pawn. I think you need a translator for the South African that was going up there. <laughs> I sat on my throne. <laughs> Sony have partnered up with NCSoft, best known for Guild Wars, in an attempt to cross over into the mobile game market. CD Projekt Red revealed that nearly half of its developers are now working on The Witcher 4, suggesting the project is ramping up development. Codenamed Project Polaris, the upcoming sequel will be powered by Unreal Engine 5 and isn't expected to have a number in its title. CDPR previously suggested that The Witcher 4 could release as early as 2025. Early, quote-unquote. The game will mark the start of a new trilogy that's planned to hit the market over a six-year period. A fan of The Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, created a Monopoly board game based on the game's island of Vardenfell. 
I don't play, so I'm probably butch that by apologies. The Monopoly game features wooden pieces, including a laser engraved map of Morrowind and wooden coins and dice. The game replaces Monopoly's usual elements with Morrowind-themed ones, such as Vivek's hand and tribunal test cards. It is stunning. It looks really Ge- nice. It really does. <laughs> German rating organization USK has rated Borderlands Collection Pandora's Box for release on Switch, hinting at a potential release on the console in the near future. The collection, which features almost every game from the popular looter shooter franchise, debuted on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X in September. This would not be the first time the Borderlands franchise appears on the Switch as the console has already received the Borderlands Legacy Collection and Borderlands 3. Baldur's Gate 3 Patch 5 will be released by the end of this week, or no later than December 3rd. Uh, the update will address Astarian's broken kissing animations, in addition to fixing the uh, the slowdowns caused by the game's crime detection system, which was bugged by Patch 4. Uh, the first four major updates for the game introduced around a thousand changes each, with this upcoming release being expected to continue that kind of pattern our trend of things that sell for stupid prices an ak-47 skin in counter-strike 2 sporting the valuable case hardened skin and four titan hollow stickers recently sold for a hundred and thirty two thousand five hundred dollars worth every single penny if you ask <laughs> Ubisoft's upcoming game, Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, may be getting a release date soon after receiving a rating on the Taiwan Entertainment Software Rating Information website. (gasps) That was a lot. The game is a spin-off of the Tom Clancy franchise set in the Division universe, which will include both PvPvE and PvE game modes. Uh, The game's official website indicates that there may be further tests conducted, possibly suggesting an early access release. Blizzard teams up with Upper Deck to create premium trading cards featuring iconic characters from their major game franchises, including Diablo, Overwatch, StarCraft, and Warcraft. The Blizzard Legacy Collection base set includes 200 cards featuring exclusive collectibles like Parallels, Overwatch inserts, Hearthstone-themed mini cards, Lenticular Motion cards, and Diablo Herodric Cube Square die-cut cards. Uh, the 200 card pack, I believe, goes for $25 on the Upper Deck website, but it, they look beautiful. More money to just throw at Blizzard. I uh, will probably end up doing that. <laughs> Stardew <Same>. Valley. <laughs> Stardew Valley, the beloved life sim game, is releasing a, a line of official uh, Jumino pillow plushies that fans can snuggle up with. Merchandise company uh, Sanshi has partnered with Eric Concerned a Barone to create these adorable collectibles, which will begin shipping in spring of 2024. I'm assuming that is spring of the Northern Hemisphere and not so Southern autumn. Hemisphere. So autumn yeah. for us. So later in the year. But uh, I mean, Stardew Valley is still just crushing it. Concerned Ape is just crushing it. it like, Stardew Valley is so cool. And for those of you that don't know what Junimo is, because I had to go and Google this, um, the little like little dudes in the um, conservation museum thing that like mm-hmm. bounce around and try and hide from you, mm-hmm. the little green one, that's Junimo. Oh, yeah. And in this week's news, nobody cares about Skyrim. Yes, I put it here because nobody really cares about Zach's it. Zach's going to kill you. <laughs> 
he can try. It's it's a game nobody cares about, clearly. Uh, at least all but one person, maybe two people, right? Uh, namely Reddit user uh, Amalex34, who has accrued a bounty of more than 267,000 in the process of killing everything that is killable. Now, I... <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, I don't know what the people and the creatures of White Run, Dawns, and other areas have done to you, but I mean, the uh, the evil side of me says, like, you know, good job, you know, <laughs> pretty much. This feat uh, meant that uh, Amalex 34 killed 3,310 human NPCs, which includes innocent villagers, bandits, assassins, etc., 693 animals. 401 creatures, 947 undead, as well as 55 Daedra. So, if you're still waiting for a new Skyrim game or Elder Scroll game, you know, Elder Scrolls 6, because that's never going to come out at this point, you could always pick up one of the, like, 100 remakes of this 12-year-old game, or just wait until maybe, like, at least 2028. But clearly somebody loves Skyrim so much. 5,000 creatures, like... Killing the first like twenty to get to like the first city was like more than enough for me. I've never got much further than that in Skyrim. I don't, I, I, I don't under like it's maybe not for me. Perfectly fine, but man, that is so much. Like so many creatures killed, so many innocents. So first and foremost, the waiting until twenty twenty eight thing, guys. Please don't buy more games. Please don't replay your games. Play the games on your Steam that you've bought and you haven't freaking played yet that have been sitting there for like six years. All right, this is an order. If you're waiting for a game to release, go play those. Um, aren't there like quests? Like I haven't actually played Skyrim. Like I started playing it and I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't for me. I'm sorry. Call me a heathen. It is what it is. Aren't there like quests and things? Like did this person just completely ignore the purpose behind the game? to then or did they do all the quests first and then go right it's killing time like so, what, what, what was the process yeah so i have i have no clue but i know that there are npcs in there that you cannot kill especially like key npcs that either give quests or something you cannot kill them right so okay. you do your character kind of just gets knocked down on the ground unconscious and then like wakes up kind of thing so you obviously realize oh okay well i obviously can't kill this person or this npc or whatever the case is but he went out and killed literally everything else killed everything that is killable imagine doing that imagine doing that in like a world of warcraft running around everywhere and killing literally every single npc that is possible to kill i will say that when you look at the total number so what's it like five thousand yeah something like that for diablo players Oh, That's child's dungeon. play. <laughs> Two dungeons done, you know. That's nothing, bro. <laughs> like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> 5,000? You mean three? the three dungeons that I did in like an hour, right? Yeah, no. Kind of thing. It's it, 5,000 is super, super easy numbers for Diablo players. But I mean, for single player, throwing sure. a sword around or bow and arrow, sure. Like, uh, that's a lot. But uh, again, guys... Don't play Skyrim. Go and find another game. You've got so many on your on your Steam library. You've probably got some that are in other libraries. You've probably got things in uh, your EA Play uh, thing. You've probably got things on Ubisoft. You you know what? You've probably got think games on other launches that we don't talk about. That have, there's there's good games there that you've got that you haven't played yet. Go play. 
you might even, and hear me out, you might even have games on Uplay that you haven't gone to go and you, open up You yet. might be me and have a PC, three PlayStations, and a Switch. And, and have, have stuff across everything. Okay, let me tell you something. I bought the Kingdom Hearts series, like, 12 years ago. I still haven't finished it, all right? I am guilty. I am guilty of this Don't same be thing. Like Sam. <laughs> Don't be like me. Be better. Don't be like Sam. <laughs> Do better than what Sam is, guys. <laughs> Please, go play other games. Don't try and go and do another challenge like ah, oh, i'm gonna kill every npc that's possible to kill no go play other games please guys there's so many better games out there please <laughs> well that about rounds up on using gaming this week thank you so much for tuning in to episode 26 of your week in gaming i almost said a number that wasn't supposed to be there for some reason you can find us on x at ywig podcast and by email at your weekend gaming podcast at gmail.com as well as on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, uh, yes, we're we're everywhere at this point in time, right? Uh, <laughs> just about. Yep. Uh, I am Andrew, and you can find me on X at my name is Pengu. I'm Sam. You can find me on social media at Naori Mizuki. And uh, just a quick one, folks. We are, if you're interested, uh, as you might not know, this is a full-on passion project. We don't get money from this. Andrew gets no money. I get no money. Um, there is no money in this. It's just the no two of money. us. We do all this stuff, and it's just because we love it. So if you if you love it and uh, you want to be a part of it and you are someone who would like to learn video editing or who needs practice in video editing, we're not looking for like a professional. We're looking for someone who's passionate and who's willing to do this as like a side thing just to get the hours in because we can't pay you. Um, yeah, hit us up. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, as Andrew says, or you could just message me directly. Um, yeah, come work with us. It's fun. Yeah, come talk games with us as well. You might just be able to come and have a, such a, have a chat with us and just talk absolute rubbish about games and hate on Skyrim as well and all the other decisions that gaming houses like to do. And you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you might be able to see both of us at Rage next week as well. So, if you are at Rage and you do see us about, do say hi. Give us a wave. We're, we're friendly people, I promise. I'm mostly. just a... I'm just... Mostly. I'm just a very tall, fat, uh, bald I have guy. an RBF, but just look past it, you know. <laughs> look, Just look past RBF of Sam and you'll be perfectly fine. Our next episode will be out on Friday, the 8th of December, 2023 at 7am GMT plus 2 and across all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.